brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The FCB Radio Network, where real talk lives. Hey yo, good morning and welcome to Necessary Roughness. My name is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. Yo, yo. The Brian Blankenship is off this week, so filling in for him is Darby the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show. What's going on, my people? Always good to see you folks. Yeah, our listeners out there are going to be familiar with Mr. Morrow from doing our Fantasy Pick 6 segment, which yes. we will get into later. Yes, I can't yes. wait. I can't wait to hear the records. <laughs> I, can, I can wait. I can wait until the end of the season. <laughs> so, Darby, how are you th- today? You know what? I'm good, man. I'm tired. Uh, I've been in the studio a long time today, so I'm ready to roll. But you know what? I got that energy, you know what I'm saying? Because I started late last night, and then it's early in the morning, so I'm I'm like a zombie right now. But it's all good. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. That makes uh, one of us, because <laughs> I'm dragging butt over here. I got my caffeine right here. It's all go. good. I'm ready. You know, I'm on a new shift at work, right. and I'm trying to transition from energy drinks to coffee. It's not much better, but it's got to be better than consuming all that stuff that energy drinks has. You know, I've never been a coffee drinker. I, I've mm. never cared for it. It just, I just don't care for the taste all like that. Neither mm. have I. It usually does the opposite for me. It usually makes me sleepy. And really? I usually have to go to the restroom. I usually have warm. to take the rounds to the Super Bowl about an hour later. <laughs> it's war- hot beverages. That'll do it to you. Really? It, yeah. So it's just, it's just the fact that it's a hot beverage. Yeah, general. part of it. And caffeine. That's it's twofold. Oh. But yeah. Got to go to the to the resident doctor here. You know. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> shout out to Christy's brother. <laughs> Christy, how are you th- today? I'm okay. I'm okay. This week was a rough week for me, but um last night I got like the most amount of sleep I've gotten in I don't even know how long. I'm a mom of 3, so I don't sleep at all. At all. Like <laughs> ever. I can only imagine. Um, I'm a dad of two, but only one lives with me and I don't get much sleep off of that one. No, you don't. Yeah, no. So it's a struggle bus. And um I <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. A struggle yes. bus. We totally just That's had another our... Christieism. You've never heard of that? That's no. another That's basic like, white girlism. I guess. That's from like ten years ago. No, I've never That's going back. I've never heard of that. Oh, like... that's probably because you are you're not old enough. That's uh, that, there you go. <laughs> I mean, ten years ago I was nineteen. <laughs> you had no struggles. <laughs> oh, I had struggles. No. <laughs> struggle bus. I, I had a two year old at the time. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah there, there you, you go. go. Start early there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. My daughter was born thirteen days before I turned eighteen. <laughs> I started pretty young. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. Yeah. So anyway, Christian, you were talking about your oh. day. Yeah, well, this is more like my week. It was just like a crazy and very hectic week. My birthday was last week, last That's Sunday. right. That's right. Party, yes, party. Yes. Old. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating the fact that I'm ancient. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but I look over and I don't see any gray hairs. They're hidden. They're in there, <laughs> but they're hidden. I, I I get my face shape and my hair from my dad, and my dad's 67, but most people think that he's like in his 40s because he doesn't 
show his gray hair because we have light with really light colored hair. Right. And if you guys followed me on Twitter at, at the, CL Maggard. Yeah, at CL Maggard, you'd know that. Um but <laughs> <laughs> so we have this like plump round face and you can't see our gray hair, so we look much younger than than we are. But my soul is like ninety eight easily. So <laughs> easily. I, I I look at you, <laughs> then I look at myself and I see a plump round face when I look at myself, but I don't see it when I look at you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It's there. <laughs> Where? It's there. You see my profile. <laughs> That's because you sit next to me. You see my profile. No, I got a big round face, but it's all right. It's good. I'm good with it. But anyway, it's just a rough week. One of my daughters has special needs, and so we moved to a new house this yeah, summer. Yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to thank her. Thank you. My little hay cakes. Um, she's, she's the sweetest can be, but trying to get her therapy set up and all this stuff and just right. phone calls and phone calls. So shout out to all my special needs parents, because that is something that, oh man, it is every day, one day at a time, folks. Right. <laughs> so it's just been a, like a rough week of like phone calls and just paperwork and trying to do set all this stuff up, which is always annoying and i went to pick up her medication today Mm -hmm. and walgreens was like hey yeah we'll give you a call if it's not ready by this time and i'm like cool okay so if i don't hear anything it's like no news is good news so i drive the hour to the walgreens where i go to pick it up (laughs) wait a minute and so i know you live in the country yeah but why is the nearest walgreens an An hour hour away it's not the nearest one but here's the thing so she's not even three yet okay and Mm -hmm. she has cp Mm -hmm. and she takes this medicine called baclofen which helps relax her body with this issue called spasticity for those people out there that don't know what is cp it's um cerebral palsy and Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a label it's not a disease it's not an illness um in utero, at some point in time, she sustained some brain damage. Um, they call it periventricular leukomalacia, and I can go into that, but I, that's boring. <laughs> um, and because of her PVL, she is what's called developmentally delayed. And so since she's developmentally delayed, meaning she's almost three and we don't walk yet, we don't stand on our own, anything like that, um, like normal children or typically developing children at this age would be, right. um, they label that as as cp it's a it's a neuromuscular disorder um that starts in your brain and then affects your your body so she Mm -hmm. she can't control her body the way that typically developing um people can right um that being said it's not i'm not trying to be sad or like a debbie down or anything like that she is very mild like it's it's similar to the autism spectrum it's a it's a wide range so there's anywhere from that's very interesting because i didn't know that about cp yeah yeah it's it's a very wide range um anywhere from you know uh wheelchair bound nonverbal um to people there was a woman that just recently competed in the miss america pageant there's an iron man with cp um wow yeah yeah um, a couple years ago when we got that diagnosis for Haley, um, a friend of mine sent me a link to like several, pe- several people that, um, so you can still have a fully functioning. Yes. Life. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. my great uncle actually, uh, his son and wife adopted a little girl knowing that she had CP mm-hmm. and his son's a doctor. So they were able to take really good care of her and she played tennis in high school and like, that's fantastic. I, there are some things that me being the person that I am and the way that my mind works, I can tell, but normal, regular people who have no idea would never know. They right. never know. She's right. just like, she's got a boyfriend. She's going to college, like totally walking. Like I said, played high school tennis. That's fantastic. So Haley has, Haley falls a little bit closer to that, um, my, more mild side of the spectrum. So okay. she is, her prognosis is that she will be able to walk, um, someday awesome yeah on her That's own awesome. so That's yeah great. so i don't mean to be like like super debbie downer but it's just been like a really rough week dealing with all that stuff and blah. Mm. Well, doing shout- a lot of driving on my birthday which is always <laughs> ah. well yeah. shout out to you 
for all oh, the things that you have to deal you. with. And no, and things and, that you do. And the other people and parents who are there with me. If, if anybody out there um, works with special needs kids or has special needs kids, shout out to you because there's a lot that goes on that people don't know about, and it's a rough road, and you're not alone. So absolutely, high fives. All right, so Haley. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure Good that job. she's a lot more developed than the Browns. <laughs> she's make. I can say this with a hundred percent certainty. She's making better progress than the Browns. I, I couldn't help myself. Oh, I was thinking about yes. a transition like that, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to say that. But well, I totally agree. Well, no, I had some other things that I was going to say, but I didn't know how Christy would have felt if I would have worked. I wonder if Haley. One. I wonder if Haley can play quarterback. Do you know yet? No, no, no. I want we her to were play. working on throwing overhand this week. <laughs> no, she I want her to play receiver really well. so she can catch the ball. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be fast enough. <laughs> She'll be fast She's enough be better for this than what's team. on this roster. <laughs> your two best receivers this past week were people who were just signed from the practice squad. You're, you're better off sending her twin Hannah, who is typically developing, down that she will be the receiver and let Haley, let Haley's mind be the, the, um, quarterback, the leadership. Yeah. Yes, the we probably we will probably have a better record. And Frank said, "Frank, that's my other daughter's name is Hannah. Haley's twin is Hannah, but we call her Frank anyway." Hashtag Frank. And uh, yeah, she has a hashtag. That is this child. It's like oh, oh god. Um, but uh, yeah, she she's pretty quick, but not with the smarts. So send her down. The <laughs> Neither are the Browns. <laughs> Dude, what is going on with the Browns, man? Man, man. They, they're atrocious. I keep trying to defend them because uh, not last week, but the week before. I'm like, okay, now I saw some signs of progress. We were making, we were going somewhere. And then last week. They just moonwalked back. Oh, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. You can't really say we're making some progress and they're going somewhere at 0 and 6. Well, no, but I saw was, I saw right. signs of life. I saw something. There was some potential I'm not, there. I'm seeing a dead fish well, out of not, water. Well, not now. <laughs> I'm talking about two weeks I, ago. I, I love my Browns, but I'm so fed up with them. This is going to be really petty. But in Madden, I'm an avid Madden player. Anybody want to play me on Xbox, feel, feel free to send my gamer tag a friend request at EWill513. I will gladly demolish you. <laughs> Anyways... I'm in the year like 2025 on my Madden franchise. I'm so fed up with the Browns, I decided to start a new franchise as the Raiders. Because, I mean, that's a perfect example, though, right? Like, the Raiders sucked for a long time. time. But they've and they turned turn it, it around. around. Yeah. It is almost like, it is almost physically impossible to be this bad for this long. Yeah. They have had two winning seasons since they came back in 1999. That is un- almost unheard this of. This loss to the Texans this past week was their 16th loss in a row on the road. That's insane. How is it even possible that you can beat Hugh that Hugh Jackson is 1-21 in a season and a half. Well, and here's yeah. the thing, too. Not even a full season. Well, and, a half, and here's yeah. the thing, too. There's no talent. Like on like you have good players, and then you have a young you have young quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and then you don't have any receivers. You don't have any receivers worth a damn that they can throw the ball to. You're well, like, like I said. You got, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, Christy. No, I, it's okay. I I mean, like I I keep saying, like I see some potential. It's not like it's completely void. It's not a black hole in our receiver no, they have, department. Wow, I mean, Duke wow. Johnson. No, 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 no. And, Duke Johnson's not a receiver. Oh, our, they use him like they that. use him well, like a receiver, but he's not they don't a have because they don't have no damn choice. They got to use him. Our running like game that. is non-existent. <laughs> Isaiah Crowell can't run through a damn well, wall. We've talked about him enough. Yeah, and the, and and the, he, the, it's the, like the, he runs into a the wall. receivers can't catch a cold. So it's like, well, yo, that's true. But Kevin I, Hogan, they tried to put him in, and his, I don't know if it was nerves or what, because it was his first career. Start start but my man is throwing like two three feet um, sometimes he, 10 feet above the receivers he was a boo-boo jonathan joseph had a pick six it was a pass intended for duke johnson who is all of about five nine 
and he probably threw that pass about two feet above his head, right into Jonathan Joseph's breadbasket for an 82-yard pick six. Boo-boo. Then on the next uh, series, threw another pick, back-to-back interceptions. Boo-boo. <laughs> that's just that's just stereotypical Browns right there. That's, I just I, that's I'm how we so, I'm garbage. so fed up. I love my Browns to death. I'll be a diehard fan to the death of me because I'm a glutton for pain. But you have no run game. Your receivers can't catch the ball. Your top receivers are somebody who was signed off of the waiver wire and somebody who was just in Case and Williams, and then somebody signed Bryce Treggs off of uh, I think it was the Eagles practice squad. So, Kenny Britt out. He needs to stay out. Garbage. You know, hell, I, Ricardo Lewis, <laughs> where's he? Rashard Higgins, where's he? Garbage. Defense, you guys are playing so deep that, that they can just throw on you at will. Come on, Greg yeah. Williams, get it together. How Garbage. many weeks do I need to say, bring your safeties up? I'll be honest with you, man. At this point, I'm having a hard time making it through all the games. Yeah. It's that bad. Oh, yeah. And dude, it's, if I have time, I'm turning the dude, game off. I'm, and I'm only, I'm going to tell you this. I am only a Browns fan because I am a Cleveland fan. If this was the Akron Browns, I would have tuned out a long time ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's two things that I'll tell you need to be fixed. Hugh Jackson needs to let his pride go, and they need to have an offensive coordinator because he's trying. Well, to they pull. have one, right? But they, but no, he doesn't call do to not, pay. We do he not have an offense. They don't have an offensive coordinator no. at all. Hugh Jackson is the head coach and OC. He calls the plays. Hmm. Well, I know he calls the plays, and yeah. that should stop. But yeah, I thought but they I had thought an it, OC. Yeah. His time, yeah. his time clock management skills are terrible, and he calls the offensive plays, and it sucks. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here shortly on Necessary Roughness. This is Darvio the Kingpin Morrow. I want you to check out my new song, Unconditional, featuring Dan Smith. I know that I'm a harshest critic. I'm just trying to deal with it. I take it back because this ain't complicated. Yo, it's simple. We are looking for something that's unconditional. Get Unconditional now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. This is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. What up? And Darby the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show. You know it. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at NRCLE and on Facebook at Necessary Roughness Radio. So before the break, I was ranting about our Browns. Um, our. Noti- notice, I didn't our. say beloved this time. <laughs> They're pissing me off that bad. <laughs> um his play calling, Hugh Jackson, his play calling sucks. His time management sucks. Man, just decision making in general sucks. He so, has too much on his plate. He needs to, he doesn't need to be calling the plate. It's only yeah. his third year as a head coach. Second in Cleveland, he had one year in Oakland. It's, man, it, I, I just don't get it. Then they need, I'm sorry for that, uh, the, the front office needs to get a football mind in the front office. Because this whole analytical approach is getting old. Because all they're worried about is saving money and stockpiling draft picks. And it's doing absolutely nothing. It's not putting talent on the field. You're getting crappy signings like Dwayne Bowe and Kenny Britt. Who, like we said earlier, they couldn't catch a cold. Like, what What gives? What regime brought in, I can't keep up now. What Wasn't, wasn't it the old regime that brought in Dwayne Bowe? Wasn't that Ray Farmer? I don't know. At this point, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep up at this point. I don't know. Point. I'm no, so I heated know. right now. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous because at some point, like with the analytical thing, I get what they're trying to do. Right. The problem is in football, if you have a team full of really, really young players, most of the time that team doesn't win. You know what I mean? You cannot continue to be at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the amount of money that you're spending year after year after year. We had, go ahead, I'm sorry. (laughs) And you have all of these young players and then the, the, the handful of good players that you had in the first place, you let them go or you trade them away. Right. You can't, 
I understand that you need to build through the draft. I understand that you need to, to get young players, but you cannot have a team. This is the youngest team in the league, yeah. and it shows yeah. every week. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I mean, you do need to bring in fresh and young talent, but simultaneously you need to develop that talent and get a team together. You can't just throw guys on a field and hope for the best. And that is the one of the biggest mistakes that Browns fans do is that at every year we draft these players and then they think that they're going to equate in the NFL like they did in college. And that's not at all how it works. And that's actually rare. It's yeah, very rare. Very, very rare. And I think that that's what we look and hope for every year. We're like, oh, draft a quarterback, draft a quarterback, and then throw him out there and he's going to be outstanding. And that's not, he's going to be a Heisman Trophy winner. And that's not really how it works in the NFL typically. I mean, you always have the one in a millions, but, um, you know, we, we I, I think, you know, people are going to hate me, but we just need more time. We need a steady program and more time in it because too often in sports, we're too excited and too anxious to see instantaneous, you know, we're instant gratification society. So we want everything now. We want it now. We don't want to have programs be able to develop and sports takes time. And that's the difficult thing. Um, and a lot of, you know, the front office side of things, that is continual ROI. I mean, there it's a revolving door. I mean, it's a revolving door. You get people in and out all the time. But on the field, you need to have people that want to be here. You need to have people that are talented here. And then you need to have time to develop them, put put things together. One problem with what you're saying. You say, Just one? You, you, you say it takes time. It's been 18 years but since we came back. But only two. You just said it's been two years with Hugh Jackson. We go through coaches like I go through tissues. Right. And I've and always been the quarterbacks <laughs> and everybody and else. I've you always, can't get anywhere going through people that fast. You can't. And I've always been the one that's preached continuity. We need to stop fire. Ever since Haslam came in as our owner, mm-hmm. he we've he's fired and hired a new coach every two years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can't. Do and that. every you can't. time you can't do that. the, co- the new coach anywhere. brings in his new offensive coordinator coordinator and defensive coordinator all three of them they want to get together and they want to bring in their own players to fit their new style and their new scheme mm-hmm. i mean it, and you end up starting over you're starting so, all over so, so what no do you i don't with, with this one you're taught you said that we had uh we didn't want to spend money dude we had we were like the first or second team that had the most we had the of most money we could have spent and see and, and see that is my biggest issue i'm not calling for hugh jackson to be fired Mm-mm. I'm not calling for I'm not calling for them to break up the front office. I do agree that they need a, another a football guy. I'm willing, and I hate that I'm saying this, but I'm willing to stick with the current regime. I said all along, give them a four to five year. I window. say that all the time because here's here's one problem, one mistake that they made. Yes, we are the youngest team in the league, and that's because they wanted to strip the whole roster bare. Of all veterans. Which they didn't have to do. They did not. They could have kept, kept. I mean, you could have kept somebody like Paul Kruger. You could have kept Joe Hayden. You Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, Taylor Gabriel. Joe Hayden, um, yeah. Alex Mack. Alex, <laughs> Alex Mack. He, he didn't yeah. want to resign. Yeah. Mitchell he, Swartz. Yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of. A lot of names. But because and, and, they want to get young and they want to start over and they want to see their plan through, they decided they're going to strip the roster to bare bones right. and rebuild from the ground up. Well, so that's not going to be a two-year rebuild. You're right. going to need four no. to five. Right. And I, and I get that. But my thing is this. Okay. You have your plan. We all understand it. We all get it. But now is the time. Fans are not going to continue to tolerate this ish year after year after year because we've dealt with bad Brown seasons. But this season so far and last season were one were two of the worst or one and a half of the worst. So it's time to start spending money now. You know what I mean? You got your plan in action. You have what you consider to be your cornerstones. You're going to have another. They got like 85 picks in this draft coming up. But the team is already too young. So now it's time to start spending some money, get in some players that you know can play, and make a competitive football team. Enough is enough. Here's the problem. So one, you have two lawyers and a baseball guy running the front office. You need a football guy in there to join them. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, there were rumors that. that Peyton Manning was in Cleveland last week and that oh, Well, he was he he was that's confirmed. Right, we don't know why, we don't know but if he, he was meeting but with he the was in or Cleveland. the Haslams, yada yada yada. If that happens, great, so be it. I'm not gonna speculate on it because I don't know personally. 
what? But the, even the then, I'd be is, concerned because he's never done it on that level before. But he can so still I'd look still, at talent and be like, okay. Yeah, but if you're gonna get a football guy, I want a foot. I want a guy who's done a, a, a GM or somebody who's done this position before. Who's done you know front know? office? Right. Who's I done the front office that. before? You know what I mean? You're but, saying we need to throw money out there and spend to get free agents here. The problem is we've been so bad for so long. You could overpay somebody or offer to, and they're going to turn you down because they don't want to come to Cleveland. But here's the issue, Sometimes, though. Sometimes, not necessarily. Yeah, you got to find that diamond in the rough who does want to come well, here. And it's not even necessarily that. If you make it known that you're going to be spending a lot of money because you want to make it competitive, mm-hmm. and, and this is the NFL. Right. Players don't have long shelf lives. No. So they want to make as much money as possible while they can. You're going to the the Cleveland Browns because they suck. You're going to have to overpay a lot of players. But if you overpay them, they will come here because at the end of the day, they want to check because money talks. Exactly. Money talks. And it's the same thing in the front office. I mean, if you pay somebody and. You know, what you were saying, you'd rather have somebody that has experience. I get that, but I don't know that Peyton Manning would necessarily be the wrong choice if that's even a if that's even a thing. Um, because first of all, he's got extensive experience on the field. My dad worked for General Motors for a long time and I have a point to this, I promise. And he would work with he would work with the engineers who design all the stuff for cars and everything like that. And my dad's like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. It's a bad idea. It's not going to work. And the engineers are like, no, no, just do it. And then it doesn't work because my dad was the grunt guy doing all the work. So to get somebody from on the field, you know, they're going to have a really good understanding of this is going to work. That's not going to work. You want to do this. You don't want to do that and kind of implement that. And he's a quarterback. So he's very good at strategic thinking to put him in, you know, it it might not be a bad idea. I, I, you know, it's always nice to have somebody with more experience, but that's not going to always be in the cards either. So that being said. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eric's word. Yeah. Eric's phrase. I'm so irritated right now. I don't, I'm, You're not he didn't even, even catch it. He's he not even even oh, I caught it, but it wasn't. <laughs> but I mean, but the thing about it, though, the thing that would concern me about Peyton Manning is this is the Browns, when you have been this bad for this long, you need a cultural shift and you need someone in that position that knows how to do that position. To run uh, an effective program. See, right. But now, that's how and, I see Peyton Manning because he's a Super Bowl winner. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. He is a very, 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 very smart football player. The issue is the Brown situation is unique because of how bad they've been for so long. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm not saying that Peyton Manning wouldn't be a good GM. I'm just, I'm not even necessarily saying he'd be a bad GM here. I'm just saying, I don't know if this is the right situation for a guy to be the GM for the first time. Honestly, I don't I don't think it's the wrong time. What, literally what have we got to lose? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, but if you what does time. he have to lose if that's his first position in the league post career? Right, because if it if it doesn't work, then the Browns then suck again. Then he just goes back into retirement and no skin off his nose. I mean, honestly. Yeah, but it damage but it damages the Browns even more. At the end of the day, the thing that I want the most is I want the losing to stop. Yeah, I want I the sucking to stop. But we and suck I want so somebody, bad that's you've been saying and we keep losing. You can't lose any more than you're already losing every game. Well, so we can have it we can have an offer. I don't think it can get worse. <laughs> we can I, have an offer season. I I don't think it can possibly <laughs> get any worse. I want I want honest. somebody I want somebody that that knows what they're doing. If if it was Peyton Manning, okay, I'd still be a little nervous because you need someone that knows how to rebuild this culture. And that is that's the biggest issue. It's not just the losing. It is the culture day after day after day after day of all of this sucking I know, for 18 but years. I know, he's been on a winning a championship team. As, so a football, he, as a player, though. Right, but he knows what that culture should look like. He knows well, what kind of environment. he's never been a scout or anything like but that. But that doesn't but matter. A, let me give you why a doesn't point? It? Hold on, hold on. Because I, you've got to start somewhere, let me give you first the perfect, of all. And second of all, he's been in the trenches. He knows what that all looks like you a perfect. Let me out. give you a perfect example. A perfect example of why this does not always work. 
the greatest, one of the greatest athletes of all time is Michael Jordan. His basketball team has been trash for the vast majority of the time that he has owned it and run it because even with the guy who is the greatest basketball player, in my opinion, of all time, of all time, even he had to learn that this is not the same. It's different. Right. So that's the I'm not saying that Peyton Manning would be bad. I'm just saying that I would prefer in this situation somebody in the position that wouldn't have to do on the job training. I'll give you that. But I I just want to end with this. I don't think that he's as unqualified as you guys are making him out to be. So, okay. so you said you want the losing to end. Brian, who is actually off today, which I mentioned earlier, he actually had a bold prediction. He said that the Browns are going to win this week. Uh, he believes Deshaun Kaiser is going to have the best game of his young career with over 250 yards passing and two touchdowns. Browns win 24-7. From his lips to God's ears. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We'll be back right here shortly on Necessary Roughness. Pleasure, the new single by Devon and Madeline Hayes. Get pleasure now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and on all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Necessary Roughness. My name is Eric Alongside Christy Maggard. Hey, hey. Brian is off today, so we have Darvio the Kingpin Morrow filling in from the Outlaws Radio Show. Yes, sir. So, this is the part of the show where we like to have a little segment that we call The Rundown, which is ran by Christy. Yeah. Got a couple uh, newsworthy headlines for you. So, Tiger Woods cleared to play golf according to his agent after uh, six months after fusion surgery on his lower back. So, we'll look forward to seeing him possibly in the 2018 Masters. Will he still be relevant? We'll see. Time will time and bets will tell. <laughs> Mike Mitchell, safety for the Steelers, fined forty eight thousand six hundred and twenty dollars for late hit against Chiefs quarterback Alex Smith last Ooh. Sunday's game. Yeah, Alex Smith was quoted as saying he felt it was uh, intentional and um, overly uh, aggressive. Gordon Hayward, Celtics forward, underwent surgery on Wednesday to repair a dislocated left ankle and fractured tibia. And I did see that. I had to watch it quite a few times, but it's kind of on par with Joe Theismann's injury for me. It was it was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it was a good one. Let's not say it was good. a good bad one. No, yeah. <laughs> good in terms of the in terms of the um, athletic trainer in me wanting. I'm like. I'm just fascinated by that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ah! You did go to school for that. Well, that's not my degree per se, but I took a lot of classes in it right. and around it right. and w- had to watch a lot of past injuries. And Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was that was oof. You know, I was watching the game uh, with my old lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to kill you. Who yeah, is she, not old. Yeah, she's not old, but by I just want to use the term. But um, she was like nose deep in her phone at the moment, and like I saw it happen, and it didn't even register. Like even when the announcer had said what happened, and what got me was he uh, was kind of maybe nonchalant, if you will, at first. Is oh Hayward just broke his leg? Hayward just broke his leg, and I'm just like, oh, and like. She looks up thinking that something happened to our son because she's like, what's going on? Because she wasn't paying attention. Right. And it was just nuts. Like, And then yeah, yeah. if you watch the replay, which was tough to do. That's if, the one it, I watched like six times. If you <laughs> pay attention, you actually hear, hear it. it. Yep, you oh. sure do. Disgusting. You sure do. Your you leg should not twist that way yeah it was it was crazy man because noodle like a wet noodle right when i when i was watching it like i had turned away for a second so i didn't see when it first first happened but i saw the reaction and everybody running to the court and i'm like what the what the hell just happened and then when they saw the replay and you see his body one way and his 
his foot the right. other, the leg the other. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, yeah, it, that was. I bad. literally was like jaw dropped and then hand over mouth, just in shock. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've. I think the last injury that I saw like that was Paul George, and I saw I was watching mm. that when that you happened. Know, I must so have I blocked that. this out of my memory because somebody was talking to me about that at work, and I couldn't really? remember that happening. Yeah, yeah, he was. It was when he was training for the Olympics. Well, and then there was that college kid too, where the bone actually came out. I remember that too. Sticking I was watching out. that game yeah. too when that happened. That man, it was nuts. You guys should Google some of the MMA injuries, yeah. like uh. like snapping, and Ugh. it's. <laughs> <laughs> look at you you're so excited well i mean no i'm not excited that people get hurt it's just like okay so what happened there so this went you know and all the oh. medical stuff behind it like how did that injury take place and what's what's the diagnosis and all that kind of stuff so speaking of that he's pretty much done for the he's season. done for the season right. yes he is out yep. yep oh yeah they said it was what a fractured left ankle but uh, no, it uh, well, it was a dislocated left ankle and a fractured tibia. But um, which any any kind of fracture, unless it's like a hairline, you're pretty much done um, because it takes so long to heal to heal properly, right? right. Um, but they are hopeful that he's going to make a full recovery and be back next year. So that looks like some green light for that so far. Yeah, because so it was good. a because uh, according to what I've heard, it was a clean break, so it wasn't any. Uh, lingamic damage or anything like that yeah and and even if there were there you know science is really great about (laughs) taking pieces and parts and putting you back together so right i will say though that one thing that irritated me now we all know this was Kyrie's first game back in cleveland Mm -hmm. so of course he got all the big boos when he came out and was announced everybody knew that was going to happen and i'm glad that they didn't play that little tribute video that they had supposedly planned on playing did you hear that Cavs that there were some Cavs players that were upset about them playing i would have been too why are you going to play a tribute video on a home court for an opposing player I don't care if you used to play here or not. You don't do that at all. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of teams do that, so it's not unheard of. But I think for a lot of the Cavs players, from what I heard, it was the way that he left, the way that he did things that kind of made them be like, nah, we don't want to do that. I think the last straw is what he was saying about Boston over Cleveland. Those last quotes, which... And he's um, like, oh, I, I didn't mean it like that. Like, oh, yeah, come on you did. But, you know, okay, I was going to sound like I'm defending him still because I'm, I'm upset that he he went there. But um, I think he's kind of stuck be- between a rock and a hard blaze. Like, yeah, he he just pre- Cleveland pretty hard um, and kind of open mouth, insert foot. But also they were seeing that um, he's trying to really fit in in um, Boston and kind of like make a good – impression for himself i guess so yeah, but he at was the trying same. to be like aggressively fit in yeah but at the, but at the <laughs> right yeah he's that guy but at the same time it's like you can embrace your new place without dissing your own you place. should be able to yeah but you yeah. know without throwing shade and that's and that's what Dwayne wade said it was like look man you never know what's gonna happen in this league right right, right. who there were very few people that thought lebron would be back in cleveland when he left Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so you never know what's going to happen in this league, and so you need to watch your mouth. Right, which is something that we as adults learn. You know, never burn a bridge when <laughs> you're <adults>. leaving. <laughs> You'll and learn one day when you uh, become an adult, sir. <laughs> he's very young, yeah, and LeBron always called him the kid. The yeah, kid. yeah. Well, he is. I mean, for in my opinion, well, but um, the other thing I was going to say is he's young, he's immature, and um, you know he's got a lot to learn, and mistakes happen. And as a professional. Jock, I can say this. I have a degree in jock, so <laughs> jocks are stupid. We're just, we're just really dumb. We do and say really stupid things, so it just kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> I, I, I will say that uh, it, it really irritated me almost when Hayward was down, and you know, you knew everybody knew that it was bad and it was a serious injury. And they're showing, like, the camera panning to everybody on the Celtics, and they're all surrounding Kyrie and hugging him, and he's looking like he's crying. It's like, wait a minute. This is about Hayward. This isn't about Kyrie. Why are, you know, it it almost pissed me off because it's like the the only way I could see why 
he might be crying or upset or whatever is a he just realized that they now no longer have a chance in the eastern conference um because he's going to be a one-man pony Mm -hmm. yes i'm throwing shade (laughs) Um, no really yeah (laughs) i never would have guessed and then it's like maybe he felt bad because maybe he feels like it was his fault because he's the one that lobbed the pass up to try to get the alley-oop to gordon so and at the same time too though man i mean that was i could see how that would really affect somebody seeing that to your you know your your teammate teammate. you know that's i mean it was pretty bad so i'll i'll give him a half a pass on that and like for the tv like i think everybody is always kind of TV, they really don't know how to cover that stuff when it happens, right? Yeah. Because some people are like, well, you know, take the camera off of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't that's, show. You know. That's the predominant uh, way that TV is going anymore. They'll very, very seldom replay nasty hits, bad injuries. I mean, you almost, you'll see it like maybe one more time and or, or twice or that's it. I mean, they really are are steering clear of that kind of stuff so um that's a difficult thing but i think that the whole the whole game was centered around Kyrie anyway so that's probably why that's everybody was true. so focused on him because it the whole the whole game was focused on him so well um that i know we're already a few games in already uh, but for that game in itself, the Cavs did wind up holding off the Celtics. We beat them yes, 102-99. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the points leaders for the, that game was obviously LeBron with 29 points on 12, LeBron James. 12 of 19 field goals. And surprisingly, it, the points leader for Boston was not Kyrie. It was Jalen Brown. Isn't that interesting? With 25 points on 11 of 23 field goals. So shout out to the Cavs for beating the Celtics in the home opener. Uh, Gordon Hayward, hope you get rested up. We're going to take a quick break here on Necessary Roughness. We'll be back shortly. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more. Yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at NRCLE and on Facebook at Necessary Roughness Radio. Now is the part of the show that is all of our favorite segment. It is called the Fantasy Pick 6, where we like to go over six games throughout this weekend and find out uh, who's picking who and who's got a terrible record like me. (laughs) Speaking of the record... What's the record this week, sir? Well, uh, before we get started with that, let's have Christy go over what games to be on the lookout for later on today. Stalling, stalling. <laughs> at 1 o'clock, we got Bucks at Bills, Jags at Colts, Saints at Packers, and Panthers at Bears. At 4.05, you got your Cowboys at the 49ers. And at 425, we got Seahawks at Giants and Bengals at Steelers. So, what All right. Yeah. So, last week's record, Brian went 5-1. and one. Oh. Darvio and Christy Jerk. both went 4-2. and two. Get it, get it. Oh, and bad. I went a pathetically 1-5. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Sims. <laughs> I did something I shouldn't have done, and I mocked all of my picks after what his picks were. Going forward, I'm not going to pick anybody else's picks but my own. <laughs> there right. you go. So there you that, go. that means Chris also had a bad record this week. Yes. Yeah. So, so there you go. With that being said, our weekly records stand at Darvio. You are still in first place at 23 and 14. By yes, one sir. game. One yes, game. Sir. Christy, you and Brian are tied for second place at 22 and 15. And I come in at the caboose with <laughs> a record of 16 and 21. <laughs> I need to have like a week right. where I go 6 and 0 so I can try to catch up. Yeah, couple couple weeks. Couple weeks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At this point, I was going to say, I don't think one week will do it. <laughs> nah, nah. All right, so <laughs> our week seven games that we're going to highlight. 
Let's start off with the Jets at the Dolphins. The surprise 3-3 three and three Jets are playing well, and they're playing against a uh, struggling offense with the Dolphins. Darvio, what's your pick? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I am going to pick the New York football Jets. I can't believe it. Christy, who are you taking and why? Um, I'm going to say the Jets because I think that the Dolphins are just struggling a little bit too much this year. Um, and I think the Jets have a better defense. So I'm also going to go with the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Boy, in sync. Mainly because of Jay Cutler. That's all that needs to be said. Um, Clean sweep on the first one Negative Brian provided me with his picks Awesome He took the Dolphins Oh wow Okay So Moving forward Game two Ravens at the Vikings Ravens are three and three The Vikings are four and two Uh, This could be a defensive game With both teams fighting the injury bug on offense You got Baltimore with Danny Woodhead out Jeremy Macklin and Terrence West and Minnesota has Sam Bradford, Dalvin Cook, and possibly Stephon Diggs. Christy, who are you taking? I'm going to go the Vikings. They've been doing pretty well at home. So, Darvio. I was actually thinking the same thing. I am going to go Vikes. Great minds. Well, That's you right. know what? Uh, I'm losing at this point, so I don't care. Brian said his was the Vikings. So I'm just going to take the Ravens to be different. <laughs> I hate the Ravens with a passion. That's why you're in the caboose. That's, you know what? And at this point, I don't care. <laughs> but no, but Brian does a good job. He picks really good games. So, you know, it could go either way. Yeah, so. yeah. These games are all always really you're, tough. Yeah, and you, you, it's, it's a valid choice. Right. So. All right. Game three is the Cardinals at the Rams. The What is it? The Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Rams, Rams of St. Louis. Louis. <laughs> Talk about in sync. <laughs> yeah, I know that was I, that was scary. I'm going to slap myself when we're done. <laughs> we should start a boy band. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a chick. We could dress you up. <laughs> Cardinals are three and three, and the Rams are four and two. Uh, the Cardinals resurgence with the addition of Adrian Peterson, but the Rams are playing well. But they're ranked 29th of 32 against the run. So. Christy, who are you taking? Um, I'm going to go with the Rams on the, on this one. Darvio, who and why? Huh. So, give me the records again one more time. The Cardinals are three and two, and the Rams are four and. Or, I'm sorry, Cardinals are three and three, and the Rams are four and two. Okay, you know what? I am going to go Rams. I just think that they got the they got the energy, they got the mojo. I think they're going to win this game. So, I'm going to go Rams. Well, look at this again. So I'm hoping all three of you guys win the la- lose the last game we picked <laughs> and this game because I'm going to be different yet again. And since nobody picked the Cardinals, I'm going to take the Cardinals with the addition of Adrian Peterson going against uh, the Rams' poorly ranked run defense. All right. So okay. no clean sweeps yet. all right number keeps it interesting number four you got the denver broncos who are three and two at the chargers who are two and four the los angeles chargers of Of san San diego Diego. (laughs) (laughs) um brian take notes (laughs) (laughs) there was a tough loss at home for the broncos last week to a depleted giants offense and the Chargers are riding a two-game win streak, and they're at home. Let's start with Brian's pick. Brian decided to take the Broncos on this game. So, Darvio, who are you taking? I am also taking the Broncos as well. Like you said, they made that they had that uh, ups that let down loss, and I think they're going to be motivated to get their win back. So, Christy, um, I am going Broncos as well. Um, they're number one in defense and ninth in rushing, so I think they're going to pull it out. You know, I want to be different again just because we have no clean sweeps. <laughs> so I'm just putting this out there now like Christie's done in the past. I want to pick the Chargers, say that they extend their home game or their win streak at home. Not, I'm, yeah. I'm misspeaking here. Their win streak to three games so that way they can get a win at home. At there home. we go. Right. I spit it out. <laughs> Got it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Broncos. All right. So that's our first clean sweep this week. Yes, sir. Smart man. 
All right. This one I'm going to have fun with. You know what? No, I'm going to save that one for last. I'm going to say the next one is the Redskins, who are 3-2, and two, at the Eagles, who are 5-1. and one. The Ooh, Eagles yeah. are flying high, but they face a very tough team. And the Redskins are ranked 6th in offense and 12th defensively. Christy, who are you taking? Uh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a good game to watch. Uh, it's no wonder that it's the Monday night game. Um, but I'm gonna go Eagles. I think they're I think they're hitting their stride, and um, I, I think they're gonna pull it out. Darvio. So my heart is saying Redskins. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but my brain is saying Eagles. So. You know what? I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to pick the Redskins. All right. All right. So Brian chose the Redskins as well. All right. Um, This was probably the hardest one for me to pick this week um, because it's such a good matchup. Yeah, it is. It's a really good matchup. And Christy, you're going to be the lone sheep on this one because I as well am picking the Redskins. Not the first time. And you know what? Won't be the last. I'm partially doing that as a slight towards my nephew. If he's listening, Anthony Antrow Geis, who lives out in uh, uh, Kansas. Yeah, shout out to Anthony. I remember him. Um. He, but he's a huge Eagles fan. So if you're hearing this, I'm picking against them just for you, bud. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch that Marky Mark movie, Invincible. Come on, <laughs> Eagles. Here we go. So for our last game of the week, it is my second favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Who are 3-2 and two at the Patriots, who are 4-2. and two. So shocking loss to the Dolphins leaves the Falcons in a tight spot going to Foxborough looking for revenge from Super Bowl 51. Let's start with Brian. He chose the Patriots. Darvio, who are you taking? Patriots. Christy. Tanya Brady. <laughs> wow. So you know what? That's... Yet again, three out of six. I'm going I'm gonna be the oddball. And I gotta stick with my dirty birds. You know, in Brotherhood, they want revenge. There's no way that they're going to lose after the way they lost in the Super Bowl. I'm guaranteeing that I'm taking my Falcons. God, I hope okay. you're right. I hate the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was painful to pick them. Always is. So with that being said, I'd like to send a special th- shout-out and thank you to all our listeners tuning in from the ESPN app and from the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you tune in again here next week on Necessary Roughness. Same time, same place. The FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.